Hey you guys, it's Alex the Devil Echidna here. So, I decided I have time to do a show today. It's been a while, but I've got some time. So, I'll go ahead and get started. I think today I'm going to talk about Sonic Generations. Yes, I've talked about it before, but now that I have more info about the game and what's going to be going on with it, I can talk about it more and go a bit in depth with what I think is going to go go on with it. So, well. So I've been anticipating this game more and more with each trailer. Are you excited? Because I'm excited. I think the official release date is sometime in November. Obviously too late for a birthday present, but too early for a Christmas gift. Somehow I'm going to have to dig up the $50, $60 I may need to get this game ASAP. But I'll have to do something because I'm not waiting. Anyhow, back to the game itself. It sounds like a promising deal with this one. I've checked out gameplay, stories, characters, etc. And it's initially a modern game I may grow to love. Unfortunately, there are a few things I would have tidied up with the storyline and the character involvement and such. But overall, I'm sure Sega definitely took their time with this one. One of the things that bugs me about the game is the involvement with certain characters. Most of the characters in the game are either supporting or bosses, which is reasonable, but I can't quite grip how they're supposed to fit in the storyline. It sounds like most of Sonic's friends have been warped through time in which he has to rescue them, and this seems to be all characters except for Shadow, Silver, Chaos, etc. Why are those two the only ones that have an entirely different deal? I like the concept of Shadow being a boss fight, of course, since it's a homage to Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. But Silver? Why? I honestly don't see why Silver is constantly being used as a filler character. I don't hate Silver, but it annoys me that Sega is continuing to use a character that has, you know, already fil fulfilled its purpose, but not a very well-developed character at that. Sure, Shadow has already done what he needed to do, but he continues to stick around. I think Shadow's a different story, though. He's a well-rounded, thoroughly developed character. Silver, on the other hand, is a hedgehog with a devastated future as far as the terms of typical erasing of time in the Sonic franchise. Which, I'm not sure what's canon and what's not anymore, because it sounds like, so far, every game has either had their story erased or has been altered. So, it's hard. I have a hard time knowing, you know, who knows who and what's actually true and what applies it's it's kind of irritating but oh well as far as silver that there's not much else to go by with him as far as that goes i'm impressed with the return of some of the bosses i'm really excited for the shadow and metal sonic and perfect chaos bosses one thing i would have definitely have done is during the classic era, I, w I would have added Knuckles as a rival sub-boss because, you know, I think I think that was probably one of my favorite parts of Sonic 3, the Knuckles sub-fights. But, you know, I think it would have been kind of cute to add. Um, I also wish they could have done a classic Knuckles, you know, character. But it doesn't sound like it sounds like the only classic characters are, I think, Eggman, Sonic, and Tails, but 
kind of a shame. I would have liked to see that. I also would have liked to see classic Amy, since I think in relation to her kid being kidnapped by Metal Sonic, I think that would have worked for that boss fight. Plus, I think it would have been cool to see Amy with the smooth CGI that they're using. Another weird thing I heard about is that Classic Tails would be the speaker for Classic Sonic. Initially, he's supposed to be, you know, talking for the silent Sonic. And it's like, I don't understand why this is needed. I mean, I personally think that should have been left alone, since I think Classic Sonic can speak for himself without even talking. So, it's, it's weird, but I guess I'll see how it goes. Classic Tails is really cute, though. I hope him talking won't, like, kill it for me, but he's really cute. Another thing I find weird is the choice of levels. I don't think there's a balance of level types in this game. Most of them are city levels. If I had to pick, I would have obviously had Green Hill Zone and Chemical Plant Zone. From Sonic 3, I think I would have picked, um... I would have picked Ice Cap or Angel Island, um, Sandopolis, Mushroom Hill, um, and Lava Reef Zone, since those level types aren't actually used so far. Another cool one would have been Carnival Night Zone. I, I really liked that level, but I think, I thought it would have been a funny joke if they had brought back the barrel, see how many people remember how to do it. Gotta remember! up and down, up and down. God, such horrible memories. For the adventure era, I would have I would keep City Escape, but instead of Speed Highway, I think I think Ice Cap Twinkle Park, Windy Valley Sky Deck, Red Mountain or Hot Shelter would have worked just fine without it being another city. Seaside Hill from Sonic Heroes fills in the beach or island, whatever it is. So I think that one's okay. For modern, I would have done White Acropolis or Dusty Desert from Sonic Next Gen. Since there's obviously a lack of an ice level or a desert level. And especially since Crisis City is technically a city. But I guess that's supposedly the best level in Sonic Next Gen. Wouldn't know, but... Um, Sonic Unleashed, they're using Begonia's Rooftop Run. The, which is the variant of Italy. It sounds cool, but again, it's a city. I think Adabat or Missouri would have worked, but hey, as long as it's not Eggman Land. And lastly is Planet Wisp from Sonic Colors. I've never played Sonic Colors, so I'm not necessarily sure what I would have picked, so I guess it's alright. And as always, the 3DS version always has different levels from the Virtual Console version which include Mushroom Hill Zone, Casino Night Zone, Emerald Coast, Radical Highway, Tropical Resort from Sonic Colors, etc. And supposedly a certain character is assigned to each level to be rescued. I think that the whole point of them being rescued is kind of similar to how Sonic rescues the animals from the capsules in the classic games. Cute. I guess it works. Um... But I think Tails is Green Hill Zone, Amy's Chemical Plant Zone, Knuckles is Sky Sanctuary Zone, Cream is Speed Highway, Rouge is City Escape, Espio is Seaside Hill, 
Blaze's Crisis City, Vector's Rooftop Run, and Charmy's Planet Wisp. Another thing I'm a little confused about is how the hub worlds and missions are set up, but I think it'll be a thing of once you play it, you'll get it. But it sounds like the bosses are fought in other areas except for Metal Sonic and Shadow since their boss fights are considered levels. But Metal Sonic is Stardust Speedway, like back in Sonic CD. Shadow is Final Rush. I guess I would have said Final Chase, but then again I realized that Final Chase was Shadow's variant of Final Rush. Um, it, they, they say it's hinted that Perfect Chaos is Station Square, but I think that would be the only, the only suggestion that would make sense. Giant Mech, I don't remember who that is. I thought Allison had said Egg Robo, so maybe that's who, but I don't know the Giant Mech. But it sounds like it's the Death Egg from... I think Death Egg was SA2. I think Death Egg was Sonic 2, but I don't know. Silver is hinted to be in Castletown. I guess that's from Sonic Next Gen. I don't know. I don't play it and I've never gotten that far. I just couldn't stand it anymore. Um, oh, and Goody Egg Dragoon from Sonic Unleashed is in Eggman Land. Hopefully that isn't considered a level. And then lastly is the boss that, the final boss, I guess, which is the main villain, of course, the Time Eater. It's to be announced where he's supposed to, where his level takes place, but, eh. Despite some weird things that they've added and the lack of level balance, I think I'll be able to get over it and enjoy the game. I mean, you know, it has everything I could have asked for, for the most part. I, I think I'll really like it though, especially since it brings back some great memories from my childhood and growing up, you know. I know I make myself sound like an older person, but you know what, it feels that way sometimes. <sighs> well, that's all I know for as far as Sonic Unleashed, Sonic Unleashed, uh, I can't talk today, as far as Sonic Generation goes. Anyway, I noticed lately that Everyone's making a topic about, you know, Mary Sue's and Gary Stews or whichever, whichever you prefer. And, you know, it's, it's always a thing in the Sonic fandom and in most fandoms. There's always one person that decides to be, you know, he wants to be he, she, I should say. You know, wants to be the perfect character. I'm sure everyone wants to be perfect, but that's really just not how it works. I don't mind some Mary Sue qualities, I guess, but, like, the very, like, obvious ones really bug me. Like, if you have a green Sonic and his name is Rush the Hedgehog or Speedy or something, I mean, that's just, that's doing too much. It's, like, variant. So those kinds of recolors really bug me. I mean, I try to avoid doing the Mary Sue thing and coming up with a, a already used idea but instead of doing that I do use the a used idea but I I give it a twist and I think that's what always helps when I try to make a character I always like the twist and naming naming is a big one but 
They in Sonic in the Sonic series they use verbs that describe them as their name. I don't think you have to do that. It's not I don't it's not the case with my characters. I don't think you have to. But f like for Alex, obviously it's double sided, so her name is variant of mine. I'm not going to say my name, but it's a variant of mine. And it also benefits because Alex is derived from Alexander, which means protector or defender of mankind. And I think that suits Alex very well, as far as her personality. So it kind of does benefit, despite not being a unique name or a verb. So I think it kind of just depends on how you look at it. I... I would find it weird to try and find a verb that fits with Alex because, you know, I think Spunky the Devil Echidna just sounds really weird and I don't think she'd like to be called Spunky. It obviously would be a bit degrading on her part. Um, and appearance is one thing when it comes to characters. The most used species are you know, hedgehogs and foxes and echidnas and bats and the like. But I don't think anyone ever really does something to make them more diverse when it comes to using those species. I mean, when you make a hedgehog, you should give them, you know, maybe give him hair, give him, like, unique quills, give him a mohawk. I mean, I don't like when people continually use Sonic's quill type because again you just look like a recolor when you do that um... and another thing with like certain species is you know basically they'll try to use the same species but make it better in some way like i think one of the most that i've seen that they try to make better is a tails recolor that's the one that i see the most detail on while it's still being a recolor Everyone tries to add multiple tails on the tails and then just recolor it, and it's really lame. I mean, it doesn't make sense to me, but some people are just too lazy to actually go the extra mile and flesh out a character. Um, oh, as far as types, I find the types to make it easier when it comes to classifying a character because... That helps me sort which types would be flight, which would be speed, which would be power. I think the hardest to do is flight, to be honest. Because basically you'd be using birds and bats and most things with wings. I mean, I think tails is the only thing, the only, you know, animal that cannot fly but is used in such a way that it makes sense. So, the animals I see that are like applied with flight the most are bats and foxes which I mean the fo using foxes is really just a copy of tails but I think you could use a bat it's overused but you could I kinda wish I'd see more bug types like even Hazel had said butterflies moths um, I'm currently making a ladybug character I mean I think there are more things in the world that can fly or you know seem natural with it. I think though flight is the hardest, the least used is power because, you know, power requires the stronger animals. 
Um, for me, power is easiest. Um, I tend to use the larger animals or things with like immense strength past their like body size, much like ants. So something past its body size. Um, speed, it's kind of it's kind of risky, especially if you're one of those people that likes to make your character faster than Sonic or Shadow, but speed is really risky because you basically would have to measure speed and figure out a good average to be if you don't want your character to be Mary Gary Stewish. But I think when it comes to making characters I kind of wish people would be, you know, more creative about it. I don't like when it comes to the lazy people. I might be a bit stingy when it comes to that, mostly because I'm used to, you know, I'm used to being inspired by others and being creative. So I try to be a good influence as far as creativity on others. But sometimes it doesn't rub off because people don't think they can do it or they're lazy. I mean... I think everyone is potential has potential of being creative. Uh, oh, another thing with the name, I think the name should be an appropriate length. I know some people who will have like three middle names and it's like I think the character could either go without a middle name or a last name or just make it one first name, one middle name, one last name. It, it makes it more difficult and kind of irritating if you use a full-on five-name five name. But you know what I'm saying. Another thing is color. I think, I think what makes a, a character, like, I think what makes a character better is when that you go more out of your, out of your comfort zone and try to use w more wild colors. Like, I don't think... I don't think most characters should be brown, but, you know, I think that just makes them look really natural. I think the point of the Sonic series is to be vibrant and playful with the colors. So, most of my characters, I try not to make, you know, natural looking. So, actually, I think of all my characters, the only really bold one is Alex, because she's yellow. And... Most of my other characters are, you know, either they're really dark colors, like black or gray. So it's kind of hard to, for me to, like, you know, step out of that. But I'm going to learn to. I think the I think the worst characters when it comes to Mary Sue are, like, the female characters. Because... <laughs> Let's face it, most of the Mary Sue's out there try are the ones that consistently, like, try to mix, you know, their world with the Kanan world. Like, I get really annoyed when there is a shadow fangirl, and they're basically, I mean, I understand the whole thing of, you know, putting your character with a Kanan character, but I think I would either, like, preserve that for something more private, but most most fangirls will try and shove it down your throat and let you and try and lay down the law and I'm just like that's really annoying. I mean 
you, you they make it seem like you know this character like this Kanan character belongs to me this Kanan character will love me I see how it is and so it's like okay you do what you want I mean heck I'll put Alex with Shadow but I do it on a private level and even though I know it's not true I will not force it down someone's throat and be like this is how it goes but that's life sometimes those silly people nothing worse than rabid fangirls and let's see one thing that's more difficult when it comes to making a fan character is you know getting a creative backstory um one thing that's really overused is trying to come up with a more melancholy you know sadder background and which i think it's good as far as you know getting into detail but sometimes I think a lot of people go for that route rather than you know a more happy story because everyone wants their character you know to get sympathy from others which is it's a good decision but sometimes it gets a little old because everyone tries to use a sadder story um I mean Alex, Zora, Diego. Their story is, you know, it starts out pretty sad, but then their life picks up. I mean, that's, I think it's easier if you use a, you know, sort of a, not like a balance, but like try and use, you know, something happy happened to them and then something bad happened and then it got better, you know. I don't like consistently sad because it, it goes from sympathy to you know pathetic it's it's one thing that a lot of people should work on when it comes to background what also makes it really hard is the fact that because there are millions and millions of fans out there each each fan character has a different story yet it might be you might not know when your story is really close to someone else's or a variant of someone else's they say parody is a form of flattery but still it's a little difficult that's why I try to be as unique as I can and try and do twists and turns and odd quirks in the story but yeah I think I think some really overused ones are um, orphans death in the parent death with parents um, death of a loved one um, I don't see foster kid very often um, I see Raised Alone, which is kind of, you know, I think that's a little bit much, but like if it were a child being raised by themselves at like four years old, I don't think it's realistic, but I guess it depends. There's also Leaving the Child on the Doorstep, um, being raised by a different family. I mean, it's a whole bunch of things, but like like I said, try to add a twist to it, you know, like, I don't know, I, like, I don't know, just, I would say go with the flow, try, try and step out of the comfort zone, and work your way around some things, because, you know, the only way to make your character more interesting is if you try, and that's honesty, because Alex went from, you know, Heather, who she is now and even now when I tell people about Heather 
I often get Heather has a really like neat backstory, which I don't tend to think so. I think I don't know where I got inspiration for Heather. Her character is very Sailor Moon, especially because of Raven in the story. But because I don't know where else I got inspiration for it, I just don't think it's a very good story. It just I just feel like I know it was from somewhere. But often I get that's pretty good for like an eight-year-old writing a background. But ugh, I can remember the murderous days of trying to find something. But anyways, I would say just you know, go with what you feel. And, and I try. I would try not to get frustrated since it'll bug you, and then you'll want to trash the character. I mean, I'm still finding characters from you know old pictures I've drawn and I realized how frustrated I got and so that I pretty much just gave up because I often hear that wow sh Alex doesn't have a lot of fan characters I do actually I have a whole archive of characters but the thing is I can't use them all I would actually post a few a few of them if I decide you know I'll give it a shot but because I have like so many it's really hard to keep them straight and to you know, make them all different from each other. So I might actually pick a select few and decide, you know, maybe I can revise this character and maybe I can work on it. But that's that's pretty much the explanation for why I don't have many fan characters. But I do. So that's just my word of advice. Ugh, I'm tired, so... I think that'll be it for today. I'm like exhausted. I have a French project I should be getting started on. I don't, I have no clue how to do a PowerPoint, but let's hope YouTube will help. Anyways, I'll catch you guys later. Bye.